Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for answering our prayers for peaceful transition of power in our government. Thank you for protecting us not only from viruses, but also from our vicious politics. Truly, everything we have is by your grace. And we are grateful for your providence for our country and our world. Now speak your words to us and help us obey them with joy and thanksgiving. In the most assuring name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's read uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 19. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 19. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will, uh, what will be the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Amen. Here, uh, two slightly different yet closely related topics emerge for me. That is suffering and judgment of God. And uh, together they give me a sort of three, three ideas. Uh, first, suffering for Christ was a given to Peter and early Christians. Suffering for Christ was given, not an option, but a reality. For them, suffering was not a remote condition like uh, us in our time, but it was a real situation. And the suffering was a permanent fixture for early Christians. Verse 12, he said, Do not be surprised at fiery ordeal. Not just any ordeal. Literally fiery ordeal. And uh, this is not a, just an express, expression. Uh, some cases, uh, Romans, when they persecuted Christians, some very vicious uh, officials or local people, they really uh, not only crucified the Christian, but also they poured the oil on their body and burned it through the night. So fiery ordeal here. It is uh, becoming reality for early Christians. So in light of this, I see an important truth. That is, our pain reveals our identity. What we suffer reveals who we are. Our suffering and pain disclose, disclose who we want to be and uh, what we'll become. So I really pray that uh, 
more than avoiding suffering, we need to examine our suffering. Why am I suffering? What is that that I'm suffering for? Number two is that suffering for Christ, Peter says, is a glorious, not only given, but glorious. First, uh, verse 13, rejoice in as much as you participate in the suffering of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Here I see Peter the rock. He finally does not avoid suffering anymore like before but he welcomes it as a greater honor and glory. Verse 14, If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Here, Peter even thanked God for his suffering, and then his suffering, he sees not just himself, his all, he himself, but he says the spirit of God, spirit of glory, spirit of God, is a rest on us when we suffer for the name of Christ. So Peter knows when he suffers, he doesn't suffer alone. We need to remember when he suffer for Christ, Christ is with us. Just as Stephen saw, the, the first martyr Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand, right hand side of God. When we suffer for him, our Savior and the Lord stand up for us and cheer to cheer for us. And also Peter here, he said that uh, his suffering was, uh, he thanked God that his suffering was righteous and it reflected God's glory, not his own guilt. Verse 15, if you suffer, you should not be as a murderer or thief or any kind of criminal. Verse 16, but if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. Hallelujah. Finally, Peter connect the suffering to judgment. In that, the final blessing of suffering for Christ is that nothing prepares us for judgment of God better than suffering. And in that, verse 17, Peter said, For it is time for judgment, God's judgment to begin with God's household. And uh, some, you might be, some of you might be surprised. God's household is not exempt from God's judgment. Actually, Peter said we are more accountable to God than anybody else. Why does God judge his church first? It is because we receive the most grace from God and the more blessing from God than anybody. The more we receive, the more we will be accountable. Do you know, according to James 3.1, among the Christians, guess who will stand first at God's judgment? I believe it is pastors and teachers and leaders. James 3.1 said that not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We who teach will be judged more strictly. You know, this is a, a stern warning, but at for me, it's a sweet comfort. As I said before, I hope the idea of a judgment of God does not intimidate you, but inspire you. It's not scary. Actually, it is a strengthening. Because anytime we are disappointed by people's recognition of our you know, faithfulness or our work, or we are disappointed by people's uh, failure, you know what? 
we should delight in God's judgment. Even though people fail to see, God will never fail to see. God will clarify and reveal everything. Also, anytime I'm deceived and deluded with my own worldly ambition, I'm delivered by this God's stern promise of judgment. So judgment of God is a good news, especially those of us living in this very uh, vicious, ambitious, and violent world where the innocent people suffer and the ruthless, powerful people, they, they, they thrive. Dear brothers and sisters, judgment of God is a good news. And we know who our judge is. So let us live today with a faithfulness in the honor of our suffering judge and our Savior. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us a love and salvation greater than any pain and suffering in this world. The suffering love of your Son makes us welcome any suffering for his honor. And his undying love for us makes us overcome all the temptations and the easy ways of the world. We do not want to just believe in Jesus as a Savior who leads us safely to heaven, but we want to follow our Savior as participant of his redemptive suffering. Help us to live with the joy in the midst of our current trials and tribulation, and bless us to prepare ourselves to stand at your judgment seat with a confidence and thanksgiving. In the strongest name of Jesus, who suffered for our eternal life, we pray. Amen.